Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Jump the Sharp, baby. That's right, your favorite sports betting podcast back early. The early bird gets the worm. A very important reason for that this week. This might be the first bit of uh, info you're going to hear on the best tournament on the golf schedule every calendar year. It is Masters Preview. And we got our special guest coming up. But it doesn't get much more special than my co-host every week. The handsome, the gorgeous. It's the Woodman, David Woody. What's up, Dave? Pleasure to be here, man. I'm What's excited. How about you, man? I'm this excited. Is a special too, thing. No, this is good. This is this is the first time this year, this calendar year, uh, at least since football, that I've been like really stoked to do a show. Well, fuck me then, I guess. Yeah. Jeez, that says our, what what do you think of me? Yeah, asshole? our normal <laughs> weekly shows with just you are, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's old hat by boring. now, let's be honest. Yeah, they're boring. They're and boring. guess what? You're going to hear every all the the shtick, okay? <laughs> At Jump the Sharp on Twitter. Follow us on twitch.tv slash Jump the Sharp if you haven't yet. Uh, but we're pumped here. All, all that aside, <laughs> we're going to get into it. But America's favorite segment has to start the show, right? It's the what are we drinking segment because we need to know since you haven't been hitting the the uh, the brewski tooskies during the Lenten season. Right. We need to know now what you've matured into as far as is it a bourbon this week again? Is it an old is it an actual mixed drink? It is an actual mixed drink. Ooh, so I've done. Yeah. yeah I want to come with week. something a little different. You know, yeah, I can tell you're excited. See, last week you just gave me Basil Hayden's on the yeah, rocks. I did. Yeah. We have ourselves our buddy here. So you want to show off. I see how it is. So a Negroni is a uh, is a traditional. <laughs> uh, it's a traditional like uh, Italian style cocktail. Um, you know, it's gin and vermouth, sweet vermouth and Campari. Campari is like a, a, a like a bitter uh, aperitivo, you know, like. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. I, well, whatever. It's three different things. One of them all of a sudden gin. I want to bet an Italian golfer this week. You're- yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're really, really delicious, man. You just take you take equal parts of those three things, one of which is gin, which I know you know, and <laughs> very familiar. <laughs> you put some ice in a glass, you spin it around really good, stir it up real good till it's nice and cold, and then you put your little orange peel in there, and it's just delicious. It's got um the Campari adds a little bit of bitterness to it. The vermouth is sweet it's sweet vermouth you've got the citrus from your orange and then gin of course comes from juniper berries so it has a kind of um gin has like a um i wouldn't say floral but it has its own kind of notes to it that are i mean everybody knows gin it's got its own kind of herbal fucking understand herbal notes to it and so you've got a bunch of different stuff going on here and it mixes beautifully it's a very famous cocktail classic classic cocktail negroni all right. Now, if you're in a Southern Hemisphere, when you mixed it, I saw you do this. Would you go the other way with your <laughs> finger, counterclockwise? The Coriolis the, effect. There it is. Look, I, you're here for a reason. I knew it. And I just didn't know until our 72nd episode. But nevertheless, let me go ahead and keep it on the brewski side. And we'll yeah, what do you got? This. I mean, look, stop me if you heard it. Muscles Marinara, thank you. Levante Brewing, once again, maybe the third week in a row I'm shouting them out. Uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania, Westchester, right? Westchester, uh, Downingtown-ish. I mean, you can't... You can't if, if And once again, a brand new one for me called Cosmic Selfie Episode 3, New England-style double IPA. Okay, big boy. All right, here we go. Doing a little pour as we go. I'll give the untapped. It is a 4.04 on untapped, an 8.7 on the Richter scale, look out here. 
uh, passion fruit hints of pineapple. That's not really going to excite me. I love it. Dude, that's similar to last week with that fuzzy uh, yeah, carbonated it's a nice, kind it's of a, look. It's a beautiful color. Let's go ahead and give it a little, uh, little tasty. A little okay. bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Dude, I get that pineapple immediately. It's almost pineapple juicy smell when it's hitting you. Okay. That it's doesn't re- sound. Well, it wouldn't. But it doesn't taste like pineapple juice. Okay. It feels like I should be sitting underneath an umbrella about a 35-degree angle over me. And there <laughs> should be a mini umbrella in this one, too. But it's good. I'm going awesome. to say really good. The John I had last week, and a name's escaping me. Sorry, Muscles Marinara. But uh, but that was I would give that a tinge better on this. But very happy with this as well. And 8.7. Well, fast forward 30 minutes, and let's hear what's coming out of my mouth. Um. Uh, is it uh it's so it doesn't Struggling. it smells a little bit fruity you said like pineapple but it doesn't uh-huh. taste like it no not necessarily no it's interesting no. it is very interesting that's good that's actually good in a beer right you don't want to um you i don't mind if a beer has notes of different fruits but i don't want a beer to taste like it's got a bunch of fruit juice like poured into it exactly you know I mean? that's what i was fearing as i was getting the aroma coming up and once it went down the gullet i said I'm in for a special time. And guess who else is in for a special time? Anyone that has this going through your earlobes. No, not just because of my awesome voice and the Woodman's pretty okay voice, but we're going to have a better voice. A voice that we have missed for, I guess, eight months since the last time he's been on the podcast for the Open Championship special we did. Uh, Probably our most requested person to have back on the show. Big fan people are of this guy. He is, yeah. The busiest man in golf betting today, it's our boy, Andy Lack. What's up, my friend? Gentlemen, it's great to be here. Happy Masters Week. Yes, sir. Uh, I was. Ju- we were just talking a little bit off air about the last time we spoke, we were uh, bemoaning Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a lot have changed in the world, not just in the world of golf, Uh-oh. but... In, no. in both of our respective worlds. Uh, but I am, I'm honored to be here. It's always a pleasure with you guys and pumped to talk a little masters. Dude, thank you so much for your time. We are very aware now of how important, look, we always appreciate your time on here and thank you for now giving it a shout to the little man. Cause you have just skyrocketed in the, uh, golf betting world on Twitter through the podcast world. Um, so just thank you so much for being here. We really do appreciate it. Uh, at ADP Black on Twitter, of course, uh, and host of the Inside Golf podcast. Now, used to be Pick the Pup, went with Inside Golf now, right? Yeah, so Pick the Pup made no sense. Uh, it, I didn't know if that was a term. <laughs> so essentially... I thought it was a dog podcast where you yeah, were adopting you know, new puppies. Or you were picking the winner of the puppy bowl. Okay, could so, be. so let, me, let me explain it to you. So when I first started out, I, I had a blog first. And the blog was called Pick the Pup. And I started it during football season. So at first, I was just posting my football picks. And I was looking for a name of the blog. And I was thinking, like, underdog, like, st- like, and I landed on, like, underdog, pup, dog. And I landed on Pick the Pup. And wow. then football season, yeah, and then football season ended. And that was around the same time I was like, I should probably – transition to podcast form i'm gonna get a little bit more traction doing that and it just it didn't make any sense because (laughs) the golf thing really took off for me quickly so i didn't i didn't end up ever doing a football show and i ended up just scrapping the blog altogether so no we made the uh we made the smooth transition to inside golf pod 
Shout out to all the people that were around for the uh, pick the pup days, however. Absolutely. We'll never forget them, man. Now, especially that we know the origin of the name. Wow. Because I got to admit, I was like, I, I figure myself a pretty into it golf you know, guy. And I've never heard that terminology. But <laughs> after hearing you talk about golf, I said, fuck, it's got to mean something. I'll just take his word for it. <laughs> but uh, real quick, because uh, I know we have you on borrowed time here, a new venture to speak of. Can you mm. tell us a little bit about the major report? Absolutely. So I, I can't take much credit for this, guys. My right. uh, my friend Joey Doney, who is the host of the Preferred Lines podcast, he does a great podcast. Check him out too if you haven't as well. I believe he's Torpex on Twitter. But he had this idea to do, you know, you know how on Golf Channel, like every time there's a major, uh, they basically just have coverage. Uh, around the clock, all, all the time. Randall yep. just sitting there, just talking <laughs> about golf. He basically, but they never talk about betting. They never talk about betting. They never talk about DraftKings. They're not smart about betting or DraftKings. And Joe was basically had the idea, like, what if we, what if we did that, but we tried to cater to betting and DFS people. And so that was kind of the conception of the idea. And he, he put together he did all the production work he did the entire guest list and just asked me if i could co-host with him so very cool uh, honored to be a part of it and super excited yeah tune in tomorrow it's at eight i think 8 p.m eastern 8 to 9 30 both monday and tuesday two-part show and for the audio people i will also release it on my podcast feed so when you say uh tune in is that going to be a streamed on youtube twitch yeah, How it'll, do people... be, it'll be live on twitter and youtube Oh, and Twitter. Okay, great. Yeah, on awesome. Twitter too. Yeah. And you can also find our boy, Mr. Lack, on uh, the CBS First Cut podcast coming up. Yeah. And tell us about this little gig with the San Diego TV. Oh, those like a guys morning are, show? Yeah, those guys are great. So it started out when uh, one of my buddies from college, I guess he works at a, a local news station in San Diego, and he's been listening to the podcast for a while. And he asked me, cool. do you want to come on and do a local uh, TV head? And I really hit it off with the host. The guy's like a, uh, he's a local San Diego legend. I watched your, I watched your, uh, your, your shtick with him for, I guess, what was it last year with the open or something. And yeah, uh, yeah. He seems really into it. Like he was so pumped to talk to you. Oh, he's the man. Shout out Paul Rudy. So I've just been going back. Uh, for every big event and, you know, for Tory Pines, because that's their big one in San Diego. Right, right. But yeah, that's always, well, I'll tweet all that stuff out too. My Twitter Very account cool. is just going to be accessible this week. Very <laughs> cool. At ADP Black on Twitter once again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, real quick, before we get into what everyone's here for, we do want to get a little bit of home cooking out of the way and just give a little pick or two based on me and Woody here, as we have been doing, been pretty successful post NFL here. Let's keep a run going. Woodman, do you have one pick? We're just, we've got time for one each. And your stick has been the NHL. Yeah. You've been killing it. What we got uh, for you for the NHL this week? I hear you're doing something a little bit funky. Yeah. I, all I told Brian was that I had something outside the box. It's a it's a futures pick. Okay. Um, we've been I've been trying to do a lot of Friday nights. But just for the audience's sake, I'll tell you, we're recording this on a Sunday night. So next Friday's games are far off. So Holy I didn't shit. want to do. Oh, you're doing you're you're literally giving a Friday night pick right now. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's, it's it's an actual. It's it's the the cup. I I think. All right, all right. Um. So I think it'd be fun. I thought it'd be fun to look at the Stanley Cup odds and just see if anything jumped out. This and dude's one, given and, a cup <laughs> futures pick. Wow. And one, one did, and I'd, I'd be curious. I know Andy, you follow most sports. I bet you have an opinion on this, and I know Brian will have. Brian just has opinions. Just. 
and hey, in general. Got, yeah, you got extra ones to spare. Yeah, uh, you didn't want to hear my opinion happen. on the pick the pup podcast, but I love the inside <laughs> golf. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but what I, you got one, man? I want I, I your pins and needles here. I'm surprised. I guess I'm a little surprised that there's such a, a, a difference between the Lightning, who I regard as you know powerhouse up there, up there with anybody, right? And and the Avalanche, the Avalanche are plus four hundred. I get the Lightning at plus nine hundred right Woo! now. I feel like that's a really good number. Um, you know, they're just playing so well. Um, it's, it's late in the season to get that kind of number on a team that just really just looks good. They just looked, they look tough. They look like they're coming together in hockey more than a lot of sports. I feel I've noticed like if you have the momentum going into the playoffs, it really can carry you all the way. Sure. Probably the the most out of any major sport. I think so too. There's been a couple years in baseball that it did. uh, The Marlins, a couple Cardinals teams have done, but usually uh, it's more of a hockey thing. It's like, yeah. And it's, and and it's a team thing, but a lot of times it's goaltending wise and they got the best one in the game, arguably, but really good. So So uh, I just like it a lot, man. I just think it's a, it's just really good number plus 900 kind of jumped out and I would be curious to hear people's thoughts. Yeah, no, I'm down on that. Andy, are you a hockey guy at all? No, yeah. Not at all, but I'm t- I'm I'm making the bet. I mean, you sold me. I'm tailing. There you go. That's a beautiful. That's a, what the Woody Wood man the, the Woody man. I don't think I I've ever a, called you that. I thought before. it was a good sell, so I'm in. Well, let I'm me try t- and sell something here. Go ahead. I was just going to say how the I'm. I used to go to a ton of Rangers games. How are they this year? They're actually really good. They'll, they'll make the playoffs fine. They I'm have their their rookie goalie is going to win the Vesna, which is the best goalie of the year trophy. Okay. But so we're on from Lundquist. Very much so, and and it fell in your fucking lap. Of course, it's like it's like how the it's like the Eagles sitting there struggling left and right to just find a a, a franchise quarterback. But nevertheless, you know, a, a franchise here or there just always has one. You know, and yeah. we never do. Yeah, but, uh, I mean Donovan, yeah, but other than that, um, I'm gonna go ahead and transition into something more applicable. If you want to win money tonight, as you're listening to this. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Yeah. How do I not touch this? We should touch on it. Yeah, yes. what do you got? Uh, I, gave, I gave you the um, the over for the for the Nova-Kansas game. Nova decided not to want to put up any points for the first fucking five minutes of the game. But nevertheless, that over hit. No problem. Uh, give me the under on the championship game of 152, and I'll tell you why. I know these two teams are hot, UNC and Kansas, shooting the lights out. UNC, to win this game, is going to have to D up. Big time. And Kansas is, for lack of a better term, a de-uppable kind of team. If you see the teams they lost to this year and the styles in which they lost, if you have a good perimeter plan, you can go ahead and stop them. Not necessarily leaning UNC to win money line style here or even the four. I'm not digging that line. If I'm a betting man on the on the spread, I'll still take Kansas minus four. That ain't my pick as far as what I'm saying on this podcast, where to put your dough. Um UNC can't run with Kansas like they did against Duke. I mean, that second half was a barn burner. And even if they do, Kansas ain't like Duke, where they're just going to push it down your throat and probably just turn the ball back over. Sometimes Kansas is going to settle it down 50% of the time and Mm. make sure they get the most of their possession. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. This is my biggest point for the under. Kansas and UNC, their three-point shooting was ridiculous. UNC shot 39% from three. That's really good. Kansas against Nova hit on 54% of their three-pointers, shooting 24 of those motherfuckers and draining 54% of them. It's It's just not – 
not going to happen again at no. that level. So no. give me under 152, which is a lot of points in a college game in general. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So uh, look, let me just tell you this. Like I mentioned about Nova, they finally got on the horse. That second half of the Kansas Nova game was a shootout in and of itself. And that game finished at 146. So I, I just don't see it happening like that. Uh, something's going to have to tone back. Plus the nerves in a national championship game. There's injuries on the UNC side. I'll take the under, just play it safe, under 152. Um, do you have any picks, Andy? Anything off the top of your head? Like, I know we didn't even ask you for a pick. I'm not saying make a gambling pick, but, like, are you feeling anything? Are you What are you betting other than golf right now? Are you making bets on spreads of basketball yeah, games? of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, first, okay, first of all, I'm a huge Duke guy. Um, Sorry about which, that. Yeah, so here's the it thing. It's like, if you went to Duke, am I allowed to curse on here? Yes. Did you not hear me say the word motherfucker? Okay. Or, wait right. wait till well, we talk about with, Ben Simmons. I, I don't. I don't know with with get, you know. Okay. Good. No. No. It's a fair question. By the way, I love Absolutely. the I love the evolution of your podcast too, and and your comfortability, you know, because there was maybe an f bomb every fourth episode on Pick the Pop. Now, yeah, my dad's now, not a huge fan of that. That evolution, <laughs> dude. I can't yeah. tell you how many family members started listening to our show and was like, I don't think I'm going to listen anymore. I was like, I don't think you should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, honestly, I, I'm more drawn to podcasts where it, it feels like it's really people, two bar people talk. talking like they're in a bar. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, so Same. anyway, I'll put the explicit tag on my podcast anyway. Um, I do it every I, week. I, I, I like Kansas in the title game. Yeah. Uh, big time. And that's, I mean, I thought Duke was way more talented than Carolina. That one stung. Um, I don't know what we're going to do with, uh, I mean, they, they own us right now. I mean, to get the, the final win in Cameron Crazy. and then this on top of it, it's, it's a tough beat, uh, for my boys, but I, I think Kansas beats them in the, in the, uh, in the title game. And then I have a quick question on NBA for you guys. I, I, I think the bucks are winning again, man. Yeah, I could see that. There, matter of fact, I'll do that live as we go. I'm going to look at their odds on on some of the books because I have a futures on them. I think it's like plus six hundred or plus seven hundred, something like that. I made it a couple weeks ago, but I think they're the best team. I think yeah, they're plus the best 550, team. Five fifty on DK right now on DraftKings. Yeah, five hundred on FanDuel. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's insane that they're not just getting respect. Like, and then the Suns are plus two sixty. Like, they just lost to Memphis in a disturbing <laughs> way. And I actually have. Um, two futures on the Grizzlies, believe it or not. Okay, I like really? that. What'd you get yeah. those numbers at? Uh, I would have to look it up again, but I would say probably in the in the 2,500 range. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it's down imagine. to 1,800 on DK. And, um, of course, I took after the hardened trade with the Sixers, I went ahead and put a little <laughs> sniff there on that piece. But that's looking like it's falling apart a little bit. But at least we don't have that queef Ben Simmons anymore. What a jit bag. I mean, every time you come on this show – we like to talk about him in one form or another. I mean, now he's trying to get his $20 million back for being an absolute fucking thunder cunt when he was with the Sixers. What the hell is is your outlook on this cat? I know we talked about him being, like I mentioned, a big pussy like before. But now that he got traded and and, and some of the national pundits are saying how, how they won the trade. And then he gets there and within a week he says, well, my back hurts. I mean, for, what is with this dude? Yeah. So first of all, I don't think they won the trade. And that even comes on the heels of me not being super impressed with what Harden's done for right. you guys. But right. I don't think he loves basketball. 
I just, no. I don't think he cares. He loves being that. an LA, yeah. you know, a TMZ star. Yeah. And how about Devin Booker just swiping Kendall Jenner up and, and the <laughs> Suns are fucking awesome now. Right. So I, I don't know. Look, the mental health stuff, like it's, it's tough. You know, we don't know. We have to take him for his word with some of that stuff. There's, there's no Dude, good reason to speculate. You're but not allowed to have an opinion now anymore. You can't have an opinion. That's what it's, sucks about yeah. it. No, it's the, you, it's like the Trump card and it's just, there's nothing, there's right. nothing you can say. Um, so I hope he's doing well in all that regards, but in just in terms of a pure basketball opinion, it's a shame because I think when he's playing, he's one of the most talented defensive players in the NBA. And I think on the right team, if he had the right role on the right team, and I don't think the situation he was in, in the Sixers with Embiid was the right situation for him. I think if he ever saw the court in Brooklyn, playing next to a guy like Kevin Durant and being surrounded by shooters could potentially work, but I don't think he cares about basketball. So there's no conversation to have. No. And I don't, I don't want to get too far off topic, but I mean, if, if he thinks that the Embiid thing was toxic and then he's going to go with Durant and Kyrie, I mean, he's got another thing coming, man. I know it really does. And uh, I I don't think his game fits well with them, but, um, this is why I love having you on the show. We can just go and and do our thing now. You know, also, I listened to one of your shows. I listened to all your shows, but one of your shows last week with this cat, Boston Capper. Oh, I uh, love that, that guy. He's that's a, man. a dude. You guys should have him on. Well, I, I was going to say. Yeah, you, you guys him, need to get him, him on because he'd give fit your word, vibe really well. A hundred percent. Give him yeah. a word. I could sit at a catty corner at my local watering hole with that cat and shoot the shit for hours on it. Yeah, end. he's a fucking and, man. And we're doing another pod this week, um, which you guys will love. Um, he's good. I, I can put you guys in touch after. We'll do. Shout, shout out to that dude at Boston. I believe it's Boston underscore Capper. I believe his Twitter handle is. I think but that's just right. sh- yeah, shoot out. Uh, shout out to Boston Capper. Um, uh, all right. Well, let me, I. You know what? No, let me ask real quick because mm. I know we have a little time. But I, I like the. I don't want you to have to necessarily just fucking do your spiel on every show you're going to do this week. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to talk Masters, and I'll ask you some run of the line questions and all that. We have to do it because. Truth be told, our audience probably isn't the norm for what you're shooting at when you do your pod. Ours hmm. is a little bit lower on the totem pole as far, especially golf betting. And that's yeah. what we're here for, well, betting. Well, they don't do it very much, but they like it. Because you, 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 you really are uh, legitimately our most like requested guest. Yeah. So so they definitely enjoy it. But yeah, I think Brian's right that they don't, they're real amateurs, including but, myself, yeah. obviously, and Brian even too. And a lot of them are really ugly, um, but that's just the people we know personally. But no, I don't mean to say low on a totem pole as a no, shot I, at them. I know I'm exactly saying, what you mean. You guys don't need me blabbering on about turf conditions here. For sure. And and what I wanted to ask you as we went is like, as we before we get into the Masters and Augusta National and all that, mm. I just wanted to kind of uh, mosey over a term that even for me is something that I don't yet have. I do have a little bit of a grip. But if I swung the bat at a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, I would lose the grip. And if they didn't have, hit the, uh, have those nets behind the dugout, I'd hit a nine-year-old girl. Uh, I've, I have a grip on this, but I want you to tell and, and kind of illustrate more for mm. the layman mm. as far as golf acumen is concerned. The whole strokes gained thing, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained putting, strokes gained approach. What does that mean Okay. in a, in a layman terms? Okay, so this is like the advanced analytics movement in golf, which we've seen in every sport, right? With war and baseball and, and PR and, in uh, 
in basketball. And I've actually made the case that it's almost like we're starting to overrate it, right? Where we're starting to, to give you guys a basketball term. I've used this comparison before, but remember when PR first came out and Hollinger, you know, first discovered it. And we started talking about how Rudy Gobert is actually like the best player in the NBA. You guys remember that? Yes, absolutely. You guys remember that? Well, the jazz still haven't fucking made it out of the first round of the playoffs. So sometimes, Sometimes I think we lose the forest for the trees with these advanced analytics, but basically what strokes gained is at the most elementary level is it's a measure of a player's efficiency of getting the ball in the hole, right? So uh, strokes gained after T measures how much better you are compared to your competition at driving the ball. Strokes gain approaches is iron play approaching the green strokes gain around the green is short game chipping. And strokes gain putting is putting. So it basically just measures like if somebody is plus one off the tee, like they are better than field average. If someone's minus one off the tee, they're worse than field average. So, so that, it's just a funky way of saying this guy's one of the better all better drivers. This guy's one of the better long iron. It's okay. how you all can right. it's how you can figure out who's the best at, at certain skills. But Would you say that this is? I'm sorry, Woody. Go ahead. But it's it's um we should if people are familiar with with baseball with WAR like the sabermetrics it's like that right it's it's as it's based on a, a replacement level or exactly. average guy exactly so if you're familiar with base the baseball one you get you get it okay that's cool so if and you're, then WAR you're is the wins zero, against if, if you're net zero if you're neutral and everything you are the most average golfer on the PGA tour okay All right. <laughs> yeah. Well put. Yeah. Okay. That that sheds sheds some more light. Um, yeah. I mean, betting golf is so interesting now, and it's taking off, right? Do you think the PGA has any idea? Because you were mentioning earlier about how they don't they do this, you know, around the clock shit with the majors and everything, but they just don't focus on the betting. However, I have seen, yeah, you know, oh, Kevin Na just had a birdie, and then they'll show before the tournament he was plus forty four hundred. Now he's plus 1200 you know and I, I always found that interesting be like why do you just drop this in there every now and again and don't actually talk about it is the pga aware of how this has taken off and or are they looking to pounce any in any way or are they just lackadaisical yeah this this is a whole other podcast by the way but <laughs> yeah stay so tuned for part two the pga tour are in a situation where they have to acknowledge um how how big the boom has gotten golf actually since the pandemic. And it really helped that golf was the first sport to come back in the pandemic. But outside of USC, UFC, golf has been the fastest growing sport to bet on. And now you see the networks like NBC and CBS enter into these partnerships with points bet where now they start showing the odds on the telecast, which by the way, three, four years ago, they would never do. They would never, (laughs) never, ever, never. Uh-uh. ever acknowledge Amazing. that there was gambling in play here. It had to be like, you know, on cool. Monday night football where like Al Michaels would like hint at it and he'd have yeah, to be oh, yeah. so, Dude, Brent be so was the biggest the gambler the ever. Yeah. The best. And yep. so now they're in this situation where the networks are in partnership with some of the sports books. So they have to talk about the odds. Yeah. I think the points un- bets a big, big one. Points bets a huge one with NBC. The unfortunate thing is, uh, they're not hiring the right people to talk about golf betting. I'm available, by the way. Right. But these these guys that are these guys like Paul Azinger and Nick Faldo have never placed a sports bet in their life. They don't understand <laughs> it. So now you have this situation where these old school golf commentators are forced to talk about golf betting. 
which yes. is terrible content. It's it's horrendous content, and golf Twitter drags them. They it's, have a ball with this stuff. They drag them because Nick Faldo will say something like, "Yeah, this guy at plus three hundred is great value." Who like was three hundred and fifty to one and just made a huge birdie and is clearly going to crash? And it's like, what are we doing here, guys? My God, Woody. I mean, but they do it in every sport. You know, they they just they, every sport seems to have this. Uh, and I, I guess it's it's got to be a legacy media, old school, you know, mentality that leads to this. But they just they have to have the most. Uh, dinosaur brained like yeah. X player. You think about like, the clientele and, and uh, the PJ in general. You know, yeah. I mean, how many? If you go, if you go to your local basketball court, who's playing there? If you go to your local golf course, see, who's playing there? You know, see, so see, I think that that's right, and I think that that's where the mistake is is made. Is that they're just thinking of the audience. They're just trying to think of the audience, right? Yeah. Well, I get, well, and I the, get that. The solution is alternate broadcast, right? Like that's totally. probably where this goes. And I actually years. think the solution is just quality. I just yeah. think if someone like you went on there, even though that's not who their audience is looking for, if the things that you were saying were so obviously true and interesting as they are, because you're awesome, right? At what you do, the audience would come along. They would come along for that ride. I, I just think I, 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 what my like two cents on all like media stuff is that like, the, you know, in, in Silicon Valley, like Steve Jobs always used to say like, I, we don't give people products that they're asking for. Nobody was asking for the iPod. Nobody thought of it. Nobody was, was there was no demand for iPhones, right? I just made it and I put it out there and then people wanted it. And I think that there's none of that kind of mentality that's applied to like legacy media at all. And I think it's a huge problem because I think it's just, it's where it gets so stale, right? You never push anything to the audience to see if they'll like it. You just stick with the old shit that, that is boring Actually, the audience thinks they like it, but they don't really like it. It's lame as hell to hear that guy talk yeah, about a right. plus 300. Like, it's that's one of those lame. things where it's like the old man is, I, I, I don't know what this is. I'm not going to like it. You know, it reminds me a lot of my father-in-law. And if you're listening, giddy up. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you'd be like, I don't like anything new. I don't like change. And then when it's a, like, hey, he was a Coors Light drinker for his entire life. I don't want to try these craft beers. I don't like change. Yeah. And then you just had a couple craft beers and then you had another one. You had another one. You're like, holy fuck, I can't get enough of these craft beers. It's just a, you got to introduce it in the right way. And uh, the PJ needs to get on the fucking horn with that a little bit more and just stop talking out their just ass. Andy Lack come on for like for sure. five minutes out of every hour for like before these majors. And like, Dude, get Boston Capper on a master's preview show oh and God. let's go. It'd be that. fun. Well, I finally, got, I, I, I finally got on on CBS. I'm doing my first CBS. Yeah, very uh, it's, cool. It's their golf podcast, so it's not going to be on a network. But it's Don't downsize it, dude. It's the podcast that they put Amazing. out. So hopefully if I kill it on that – Maybe they'll they'll take some notice. Yeah. yeah, and then you can bring your jump to sharp boys. Well, yeah. Okay, let's get in. <laughs> I would just to- say one last thing before we... Sorry, I know you want to jump into the thing. The last piece is what they need to do is is that they need to remember how much money is involved here, right? Like, totally. yeah. shouldn't they want a piece of this? Like, this is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. So have Andy Lack on and get a piece of the money. Golf Channel. Thank you. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> not, maybe not to galaxy brain it, but maybe part of the plan is they want people that don't understand betting 
to encourage the viewers to make dumb bets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. True. Be a nice approach. Three dimensional. Maybe they're tests. smarter than we're giving them credit for. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, we're in the simulation. They're actually yeah. running everything. Yeah. Oh, Hashtag yeah. tailing Faldo every time. Yeah, great. Got yeah. a trend this week. Yeah. This week is the Masters, of course. Uh, my favorite tournament of the year, arguably probably most golfers' favorite tournament of the year. Although I've been really enjoying the U.S. Opens the last couple of years, but um, is it your favorite tournament? Uh, I probably prefer the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. There. I like now, the really, really hard golf courses. Me too. And the thing is, Augusta, yeah. it's not necessarily it, it's it's difficult as shit. But yeah. the same course every year, I do like the traveling difficulty. Uh, of not having a, a recency understanding of a course, you know? Yeah. And we get um, in the Northeast this year for the U.S. Open, by the way. It's in Boston. Yeah, they giddy up really? on that. Yeah, that'll be fun. You, you know what really blew up my love of the U.S. Open was when it was really close to Philly and Marion, right outside Norton. Dude, and, that uh, course is number one on my bucket list. I've really? heard, I mean, that course is a gem. I think they're going back pretty soon. Last I think time it's they in were like there was four or five years. Yeah. yeah, they were there 2013, but that is such a great golf course. Dude, if you ever come come around here, give us a shout. We'll 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 take you to a fight and Phil's game or something and we'll, we'll, we'll get around. I'd love over there. that. Yeah. Giddy up. Um all right. So as far as Augusta National, you know, this the layout of this course is special. Mm. It's different. Um, there's been a lot of changes. So once again, I, I don't want you to have to like repeat what you've already said on your pods and what you're going to be saying all week, but in a nutshell, they've, they've elongated some of these holes. Mm. What makes this so difficult and what are some of the big time changes so far on Augusta? So they've made the course about, uh, 60, 60 ish yards longer, um, which isn't that much in theory, but the biggest thing that I was talking about on my Sunday show was that area of Georgia has gotten a shit ton mm. of rain. They've gotten like over five inches of rain. So I think this course is going to play really long. It's going to play longer than it ever has before. They do a sneaky thing at Augusta too, where they actually mow the fairways in the opposite direction of the hole to limit rollout. Wow. Uh, yeah. So they're going to, um, I think this course is going to play really long and I'm, I'm looking at guys that hit the ball long and high this week. I think under firm and fast conditions, you know, a shorter player can get around Augusta. And we've seen countless examples of shorter players getting around Augusta, Zach Johnson, Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth, guys like that, right. you know, kind of crafty short game guys. I think this year is going to be a little bit, a bit different and they're getting more rain tournament week too. So they're getting, it's supposed to rain all night on Tuesday. So mm. I don't see a realistic scenario where, uh, the fairways are able to firm up at all. And I think this course is just going to play super long this year. So I'm kind of looking at, you know, guys who hit the ball long and high and good long iron players. So Jordan speed at plus 1300 is not interesting to you. I bet. You know, it's not is that because I'll, you already put money on it. No, no. I'm, I'm just, he mentioned his name and I'm like, that's the second. 13? Really? He's 13. I don't think that's a great number. On no, I don't love that horrible. number. Right. Yeah. It, it was, he's, he's the second one, dude. I would I say it had to that. be 18 to 20 for me to even give him a shot. Yeah. hundred percent. I would say you want 20 on speech we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Now for me personally, uh, just thinking about it because I've, uh, when we did our U S open, um, preview last year, we kind of have a similar aspect as far as the course that big hitters were, were going to be yeah. strong. Um, I'm taking a different approach this year. Cause isn't, is the wind going to be in effect? Yeah. 
Now, yeah, a and, and bit. I, when I was listening to your pod, I just had a, a, this question come to mind, and I, I want to know. I agree with you about the length off the tee. It's it is important, especially when you have a, a long course. Sure, um, nasty weather, not too much of a roll, all makes sense. However, if it's going to be windy, does that kind of would it would it behoove someone to hit a more accurate? 275 yard drive then someone is going to try and get a 325 where the wind could take it more maybe push it to the left or right have more time to affect the ball do you know what i mean uh, 100 know what you mean yeah 100 yeah, know what you mean the issue is that augusta has like the widest fairways on the pga tour oh okay so you All can right. you can get away with it off the tee but your theory applies to the approaches to the green big time so yeah, okay. I, I think even more so than distance off the tee, how good you are with your long iron approaches is like the the number one thing you want to be looking at. Now, the greens are going to be fast, correct? Correct. So they have even sub with air. the rain. Yeah. So they have yeah. sub air. So the greens will be able to firm up sub airs. You know, it has its limitations. There's only so much that sub air can do. What is sub air? Is it the type it's, of it's a uh, it's a cooling system that is installed under all of Augusta's greens. Crazy. That dry out the mo the moisture. It's crazy. <sighs> that is insane, man. Yeah. It's super high tech. I'm still if you were just to take the all the topology though. off of the, the yeah. topography, I should say, off of the the course and just see well, there's gotta be a lot of shit under there. <laughs> no, it's crazy. And I actually I had a take about sub air earlier this year at the players, and I got dragged by like groundskeeper <laughs> Twitter because I was and Nick Faldo. And hand up on that one. I was totally incorrect on sub air, but I I made a lot of new friends and learned a lot about the machinations cool. of sub air. So yeah, essentially it, it is a cool Is it true that there are lizard people underneath the seventeenth green? <laughs> <laughs> Den- Denver Airport, eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah, ben but yeah, so buried there. <laughs> <laughs> um, with with these greens being fast, who has the best touch? Like on on the putting green, if you had, if you needed one player to sink like an eight footer outside right edge putt severely downhill on a fast green, who were a couple of the uh, names that would come to mind. Well, there's a, there's only one answer to this question right now, and Let's it's the go. guy who just won the players. It's Cam Smith. Uh, Cam Smith really? is the best putter in the world. He's the <laughs> best putter in the world. And if, you know, he's the type of guy where if you just had a putting contest on a practice green for a hundred bucks and you're just like, make this putt, like make this fucking putt. Cam Smith's the guy I'm taking for that. Hmm. Um, and he's been great at Augusta, right? So he's, he's in play this week. He's probably... I'd imagine he's like in the 18, 16 to one range. I think you're Let's buying a little high on him this week after coming off a player's yeah, win. He's 14 but... to one on, uh, on, <sighs> on DraftKings. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't think anyone's won the players and the masters in the same year. Don't quote really? me on okay. that, but I don't would, think anyone's done that. Just the, the odds it would be lo, lo, hard to do, right? Yeah. Very much so. Very yeah. hard to um, do. Let me ask you a couple quick things before we really get into, you know, possible picks and, and all that. Injury updates. Uh, Hideki pulled out, right, of the – Yeah. Um, what was it, the match play they pulled out? Valero. Or? This week, Valero. yeah. Valero, okay, this week. Yeah. And how's he looking as a defending champion? Is he going to be healthy enough to, to – or is it still up in the air? Stay away, guys. Stay yeah. away betting-wise. Will Actually, he even play? fade him in matchups. I don't know. Are you guys big, big matchup guys? I'd fade no, him uh, in matchups. You know, I actually had a question with that, and because of time, I, I, I skipped over it. Would you, and, and now I'm going to get to it because it, it should, as a, as a betting podcast, we should approach it. Is 
that's where you probably make the most of your money, right? It is. The the really? guys in Vegas that I talk to that they professionally bet golf, that is what they do. Is they so the explain the matchup. I mean, for those that are listening to our podcast, it's basically a one-on-one. They get is it randomized? Like, how do they match these people up and then they, you pick them? They basically pair guys together that are close in the odds market. They okay. correlate them close to their odds. You know, the most that they'll ever give you on a matchup is like minus one fifty, minus one sixty. Right. So they're generally pairing up guys that are you know close together. Um, super profitable. Super profitable. They're boring. Yep. They're not as fun as outrights, uh, but super profitable way to bet golf. It's and basically you, like taking it as a regular game. You're talking UNC Kansas. Like that's what you're you're doing. Yeah, and you're not money to get lines. too nerdy into the sports book side of it, but there's less hold, right? So in the right. in the outright market, you're paying more of a premium than you would be to bet a guy minus one ten versus minus one ten. For sure. Dave, what were you gonna say there, buddy? You're always looking to take the favorites in those. Not necessarily. Right. I mean, right. look, I do. By the way, your dude Xander fucked me. He, I don't know if he saw. I tagged you he on my. Nodded his head God. a little. I think he thinks he's. I had my match pay parlay at a five leg out of the who would win each bracket, and I got four out of the five, and Xander dicked me over. It was a ten dollar bet to win eighteen hundred. That motherfucker. Uh, but anyway, to to Dave's question, would do you? What you've made? I, I saw your 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 tail your your tally. I should say as far hmm. as what you do every week, your matchups are like crazy plus units. Yeah. Are most of those matchup plays the favorite? It depends. So I'll say this. If you're betting a single round matchup, like an 18-hole round one, round two, round three, I don't like laying juice because I just think there's too much variance in, in 18 holes of golf. The 600-ranked player in the world can beat the number one. You saw You were watching the match play. That was chaos, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, yep. But in a full tournament matchup, I'm more, uh, I'm more, I will bet favorites more. I, right. I will bet favorites more. Yeah. Uh, one more injury uh, update because this is for me personally because I like this cat. It's your as boy. A pl- plus seven. Well, not necessarily my boy, but for majors and what he's been doing lately in majors in the last uh, calendar year, I would say um, he's plus seven thousand, and I think he might get a W here. And that's Paul Casey. Oh man, you hate yourself. I do so much. What <laughs> you, is he doing? Love is he, him. He, you're a glutton <laughs> for punishment if you're going to make me talk about Paul Casey. He really does. Oh, no, really? I, I can speak oh for Brian God. as his friend. He loves the pain, dude. Oh, yeah, my dude, big God. Time. Paul yep. Casey's the worst. I bet him at every major last year, and <laughs> oh. he finished, like, top 10. Uh, here we go. Ready? Hold major, on. Majors I, in 2021. Fourth in the PGA, seventh yep. in the U.S. Open, 15th in the Open Championship, 26th in the Masters. So, yeah. arguably a top 25 guy in all four majors. Um, I, I know he had his issues in the, and I don't even know why he came back the second day to even play in the match play. But, that was weird. Um, is, is he legit hurt? Or did he it's knock himself to out to say, That's, I got to again, again, this is, this is a whole other podcast, but yeah. the injury reporting that we get in golf is worse such than a, worse than is, the fucking NFL. Yeah. It is such a, the, the hilarious. And I'm sure we'll, touch on tiger just a little bit you have no to. i didn't even plan on it really okay uh, but I was as, as football oh, guys wait. how funny was it to see tiger say i'm a game time decision <laughs> <laughs> i'm a Dude, game time decision it's like i just happens. playing fantasy football a couple months ago i didn't want to worry about this it's fucking golf <laughs> if he were to say i have a lower body injury okay yeah we know you lost a leg like fucking i <laughs> is it good sir 
All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna we'll, we'll punt on the Paul Casey at plus seven thousand. Yeah, is it worth sniffing for like a, a four dollar bet? Uh, I prefer Shane Lowry at that. Okay, hour, or right. Leishman if we're getting down there. Okay, all right, yeah. good deal. So as as we're talking, people here, and we're we're getting into it now. We got you for a little bit longer. Give us one because I I don't want to give away all your your eggs out of the basket here. Give us one strong contender okay. and one long shot. Okay, as we head into Masters here. I think Justin Thomas is going to win. Yep. I heard uh, you say that. Yeah, I bet. You've been Justin, liking him for a long time. Yeah. He's I did a major really preview show in December. I picked him to win in December. I feel better about that now. It's all coming together. We talked about experience a ton, right? And mm-hmm. Justin Thomas now has Phil Mickelson's caddy. So if we get a situation with a wind and they're talking about a westerly wind, uh, which is supposed to be the hardest wind at Augusta, I want a guy, Bones has seen a westerly wind. He's won three Masters with Phil. He's He knows Augusta better than anyone on the planet, maybe outside of Tiger Woods. I'm sorry, right? his name's Bone? Bones. Jim Bones okay. McKay, who also, what by the way, does you some, you've probably understand. seen him on the telecast because he does some some commentary work. You know what? I, I know exactly who you're talking and about he was, now. He was Phil's caddy for two decades. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about now. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. He's he, yeah. So, so that's Justin Thomas's is caddy now. So I think have, and by the way, shrewd move by Justin Thomas, he, that hire was to win the masters. That was, mm. I mean, he'll tell you the same thing, right? So I love the way he's playing. He's a great iron player, soft golf course. Give me JT. Yeah, for sure. Smart. You know, I've actually become a big fan of his. I thought he yeah. was kind of a punk. About a year ago he, or you two, you still he, make that argument. Yeah, but, yeah, but you could still make it. But he's not as punkish as he used to be. No, you know, he's not as he's not as romish with the whining and the bitching. Maybe yeah. he's growing up. You know, yeah. For sure. I mean, they're still young cats. Yeah, he's twenty eight. I think like he's still young. He's got dude, time. Well, yeah, when I, I was twenty eight. I, I was dude. That's I had, when I was twenty eight. I was living in Vegas. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> I had to hit my third decade before. You're probably still in your second, de- or well, I guess technically third decade. But <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Uh, speak a little bit to something like I wanted to want to give a little bit of a, a heads up to folks out there betting golf. Like you don't have to just pick people to win a fucking tournament. We talked about <laughs> the matchups. Do you do top 20, top five, yeah. top 10, top, you know, yeah. do you do those kind of bets? too? Yeah, you have to, if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to try and actually make money doing this, that, you know, if you hit an outright, that's an awesome bonus. Uh, For sure. It's such a variable market. You know, I only started betting outrights because that's all that anyone cares about in terms of golf content. For sure. Yeah. And in right, terms right. of Twitter and stuff like that. But like I said, you ask any of the smart Vegas guys, they're going to bet matchups in top 20s. So I do outrights for fun, but my bankroll is sustained by finishing position and, and matchups. Beautiful. Dave, do you have any kind of points? Well, he gave I, know, us, I see. I see your. your you're stewing the over there. Yeah, the, he, gears yes, are, the gears are turning over there. The woodman's got some gears oiled up and running. I, quick. I have like a more like philosophical question, almost. But um, <laughs> I love those. <laughs> but, but before we get to that, uh, out of the two of us, me and me and the woodman, who do you think Boston Capper would get along better with? No, <laughs> I think he, I think he'd like both of you. But yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have JT as the kind of like among the favorites. You like mm-hmm. him. Did you yeah. have one kind of longer shot you wanted me to jot down? I like Leishman 
I mentioned Leishman. Okay, uh, yes, you who's did. been? Uh, you said I it. think you can find him around the seventy to one ballpark. Yep, and he's I've got been, him seven thousand here. Yeah, he's been good at the Masters. He was top okay. ten last year, and he shows up in majors. I I, I think Leishman's a good play. I think another seven thousand is uh, who I have been on for a little while, and he's just he's so talented, but he just doesn't do the intangible to win a tournament a, a big tournament is is tommy fleetwood and i think he's got it in him to do it because he's got that game well but you're even you're even got the same hairdo as him right now big time i do <laughs> if i could just get some you know what? i'll be right back i'm gonna get some suntan lotion and just, just rub it all over my cheeks <laughs> what was that look last year but uh well, i like him call him they call him fairway jesus Oh, it's nice, dude. When I was I, when I was digging holes with the gas company, that was my nickname, just straight up Jesus. But yeah, Jesus. yep, dude. We found like we, we found we found some we found somebody who I don't know a, a, a welded or welded nailed together two by fours to make like a cross, and I just <laughs> put it over my shoulder and walked down the street with it. People thought it was Jesus. Well, now I think you're you're obligated to bet Tommy this week. That, who, you know what? Who I, I like this week, by the way. Giddy I, up. Yeah, I liked it. I like him this week. If you could tell San Diego TV that you know a guy who looks like Tommy Fleetwood, and we're all the, we could call us the Jesus Crew or something. But uh, let me just go ahead and give you my guys real quick. I got okay. two. First of all, we're talking top ten, top twenty, top five bets. This okay. is the top five bet. I should probably do a top twenty and just get like even money or whatever. It probably is way more than that. Actually, probably plus okay. two hundred. Uh, he's always hanging around these big ones, and I I never bet him because he's not a like the he's not a sexy name. Yeah, but Louie, man, yeah, Louis Ustazen, top five is plus eight hundred. Yeah, so I like he it. probably won't necessarily win the Masters, but he's probably I don't know. He always sniffs it out somewhere or the other. If he's in the in the top ten on 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 Sunday, I got him at plus eight hundred, top five. It'll be something to root for. I like it a lot. I think Louis going to play well this week. He's played well at Augusta before. He's played he crushes these majors recently yes he does but you're still he's coming in with somewhat questionable form so i think you're getting which i don't really care about by the way because he doesn't care about any other tournaments than the majors so i like the value you're getting there i endorse that one yeah top five plus 800 i'll give you my two winners here okay Paul casey was uh, was the long shot another guy has equally uh, as um as distant odds i mean casey was plus seven thousand. Uh, Tony Finau at plus 6,500, yeah. five of 16 rounds at Augusta, sub 70. Yeah. And he's finished 10th, 38th, 5th, and 10th in the last four Masters. I dig his short game for this style. Mm. I was talking about, you know, how I get, I get the distance could help, but it could also be a detriment in one way or another. We'll see. But the you mentioned in your latest pod, Inside Golf Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, um, that some of the guys snuck through with their chip-ins. Yeah. You know, they, they be, that, that's how they ended up getting such clout in some of these tournaments yeah. or the Masters. And I can see Tony Finau maybe hitting one from the fairway, you know, getting a two on a four or chipping in for the birdie. You know, I don't know. Well, well I, I like Tony Finau. This Finau week. is plenty long, too. Finau can hold his that's own true. on a long golf course. Um, he, I bet him in, in Texas this week, and, and right. he looked pretty good. And he's been awesome at Augusta. He is like the third or fourth highest top 10 rate at the masters out of any player in the field. Can he win is that's is the, the question. Thing. Yeah. So this I is think- another, maybe top 10 cat, the top 20 cat, maybe not necessarily a win, but you know, we're looking, like you said, we're looking for the sexy thing. Here if you're, if you're, if you're vibing with Tony, bet him outright, but hedge a little, head a little, hedge a little with yeah. like the top 10 on that too. Mm. 
And my last one is, well, first of all, I don't know if you remember this, but he's my boy because I ended up, I told you about how I got three young kids and I wake up every morning early and I end up just watching European. Euro tour. I don't know oh. if you remember that. Yeah, and Garrick Higgo is my boy. Oh, what do you, you know? get? Like 250 to one? Dude, 300 to one. Yeah. Dude, it's plus 30,000. He's not going to win, but he's my boy. I love this kid. He's like 22. He's a lefty from uh, South Africa. He's, he's, he's just got, he actually, I mean, he's in the, He's in the Masters for a reason. He won a PJ tournament last year. Yeah, he sure um, did. But that's that that that's off off the off the radar. Which, by the, the way, one... le- lefties at Augusta, South Africans at Augusta, they've had a very Let's nice go, right? history. I mean, here. Bubba's yeah. won two. Phil's won what three or four? Yeah, yeah. Um, even guys like Bobby Mack and Brian Harmon have played better than you'd think. Lefties. All right. Well, maybe him on the on the top twenty list. I mean, that's got to be a. It's way over Louis plus 800, I bet. But the last one, and this is kind of an easy shot, but I don't really like any of the big, big timers. This guy's okay. considered a big timer because of what he's doing, but it's still at 25 to one. Hmm. And I, I, you talked about him a little bit, and I don't want to rehash everything you said, but Patrick Cantlay is it. on my, my screen. Oh, I love that pick. I yep. love This is a guy that we were talking about as the best player in the world two, three months ago. He was ago. a Scotty Scheffler two months ago. Yeah, yeah. We were taught he was 12 to one. 14 to one and he misses the cut at the players, which who cares? That's the most variable tournament on the PGA tour. Second sure. most variable tournament on the PGA tour is the match play doesn't play well there. And now you're getting him at double the price as what I think he would be two months ago. I'd love that pick. He's, yep. he's there. He's right there for me too. Giddy up. Giddy up. Woodman, what you got here as we're winding down? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Andy, so, uh, just looking when I first pulled Hold on, wait, Woodman. Hold on. I think what you wanted to say was give it to me hard. <laughs> Dude, that's sorry, that's, Andy. Sorry. We've got all that's, these. We have these sound drops, and yeah. I found that from an old episode, and now I've saved. <laughs> I've saved it. He's overusing it. I can't um, stop. It's so good. Give it to me stop. hard. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is in, that is very inappropriate. We've my, been waiting to have my, this my, gentleman on. My question is like a slightly philosophical one, but hopefully not not complicated. Um, give it to me hard. <laughs> When I uh, I have I I like your I like your podcast very much, but I, I haven't Thank had a chance you. to listen to the last couple, and so when I was preparing for tonight, I didn't have a chance to do that. So I was just looking at the list, right? I just pulled up the odds, and I'm looking at them. Yeah. And my thought was, I feel like probably the biggest soccer bet in the world is the most well known names. Like I bet the I bet the biggest sucker so bet. So we are going to talk Tiger. The biggest yeah. sucker bet in the world is Tiger. is Tiger Woods. Yeah. I th- I, right, that was my first and I'm just wondering if I, my instincts are right on that. You're 100% right on that. I think the biggest mistake that people are making is comparing what he did in 2019 to what he's doing now. 2019 people forget like he was playing awesome. He had just won the Tour Championship in September. He just right. he just finished 10th at a WGC far cry from hasn't played golf in 17 competitive golf in 17 months had another major surgery so the books this week are they are eating on that one and they're going to take action on it i've already seen it a bunch like the barstool guys love him they're going to take action on it which stupid it's just it's such a like you it's tigers turned into lebron a little bit where Mm -hmm. you can't Mm -hmm. you can't have a negative take about him because if you're the guy that comes on a podcast and says tiger's got no chance then it's like okay no one no one wants to hear that no, right you're, you're just, you're just being another. an asshole and then right. on the off chance 
that he does play great, you're just going to get fucking dunked on. Yeah, yeah, yeah Right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's like, listen, it's not for me. I'm not calling you an idiot if mm-hmm. you want to throw five bucks on the greatest player of all time to He's win a Masters. 40 to 1 and 50 to 1, uh, DraftKings and Fandle, respectively. Yeah, That's crazy. I'll tell you what, on DraftKings, he's 40 to 1. Next is Louie at 45 to 1. Who are you putting your money on? All you know what I mean? Like, and they're going to take action, guys. I'm telling you right now. That's going to be, I think DraftKings already roosted. I think it's the biggest, the most bet wager at the masters already no way so just sticking with that right so that's that's so interesting so my instincts were totally right so let's just stick with that train of thought my instincts then then my, my next um you know in the iteration of thought the next step is that okay so then the second most sucker bets out there are the other guys who are like household names Mm. who maybe haven't been playing all that well, or just our old, like, like, so like I'm, the ROM. I'll throw some names, right? Sergio Garcia, you know. Okay. Um, that wasn't I, where I expected you to go. It's the number me one. Me neither, guy. by the way. I thought you were going ROM. I, Rory. Rory McElroy, definitely. I actually kind of like Rory. I just I don't do like too. the price. 16 yeah. to 1, like, Correct. no dice. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, uh, I mean, even um, maybe, well, Bubba Watson's plus 7,000. That's probably mm. a good enough price that it's okay. But God damn, when know. has Cam Smith I, been the fourth I guess, best? I guess, I guess I to, to get into a major. To put it a little bit more succinctly and articulately, the, the point I'm asking is uh, is there a premium that the books are putting on how well known the name is? And if so, does that make them all kind of just not very smart bets? Yes. I, I think so. I mean, obviously, the most extreme example of this is Tiger, but For even sure. someone like Jordan Spieth, who is going to be a very public bet this week, they're cool. Jordan Spieth's real probability to win the Masters is hmm. not over 10%, but they're still going to be able to price him at 13 to 1 and take action on it because. It's Jordan Spieth at the Masters, and Jordan Spieth has won the Masters, and he's been great at the Masters, right? So, yeah, I think you prob- you're you on the right track there. You probably want—Rory's another guy. People love Rory, and it's a narrative, right? If Rory wins the Masters, then he wins the career Grand Slam. And who isn't rooting for that? And Rory's a super introspective guy. He's a good interview, and, and he's got the Irish charm, and people love it. Does he deserve to be 16-1 to 1 right now based on his game? Probably not, but they're still going to take action on it. Yeah, big time. Very good question, Woody. I agree with everything you're saying, though, because I'm looking at these guys at the top, and it's it's smacking me in the face. You're right. Well, can I I say one more thing, guys? Sure, please. So I'm telling you right now, wait until Monday morning, because the odds generally reset a little bit. Um, Once Monday morning, when people really start – the Masters is like – the Super Bowl in the it's sense. It's like live that, betting, yeah. It's like the Super Bowl in the sense that 90% of the money that they're going to take is right. Thursday of the Super Bowl weekend. Right, 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 right. Right? So guys are going to drop. Like they're going to, you're going to get, I, even a guy like Patrick Cantlay. Like I don't know how many people are going to be betting Patrick Cantlay. If people aren't betting Patrick Cantlay, they will have to drop his odds, right? Closer to 26, 28 to but 1. Due to the fact to of how so, bad he's been, quote unquote, struggling, most people won't be exactly. struggling. So, so, and I mean, so watch those odds the, the, as the, the week goes on. The book means action, right? That's Correct. Right, exactly. Well, uh, we appreciate your time. Let me just get one more thing real quick. The you prop bets. Dude, uh, uh, like, 
I because Woodman brought up great stuff about kind of like soccer bets and everything, which puts me into a little bit of a no pun intended, a hole. The <laughs> hole in one, will there be a hole in one? Is minus 175. Oh man. No, is plus 135. It's really hard to hit a hole in one, but it happens almost every tournament. But no at plus 135. Like, I think I might put a little snifter on no. I don't so, know there. I think the because the part threes no. are like 240. Yeah, so I think the the move is no, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be pulling your hair out on Sunday because there's <laughs> always a hole in one on 16 and they have that funnel pin. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. 16, just, they have the it pin starts right high and it comes and yeah. the ball just starts trickling Slowly. down. The, and you know, you know you're screwed because they're going to go to the guy in 49th place and it's That's be, exactly and Jim, correct. And Jim Nance will say, oh, now we're going to Garrett yeah. Kigo, who's in yeah, 50th. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you use my boy as an example, 16, you motherfucker. And you're like, oh man, this guy hit a hole in one. So yeah, it's it's got to be no, but you're going to be pulling your hair out on Sunday when oh, they put man. that pin there. One more fun prop I want to mention. Uh, winner to bogey his 72nd hole is plus 330. Hmm. Take it. Three of the last six years, the winner has bogeyed 18 on Sunday. And the Just 18th hole got there. harder. They made the that, that's, that's one of the ones they made longer. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. How about that? Plus yeah. 330 on that. That's my call. That's one yeah. of my little fun little props. And I'm still going to go fucking no on a hole in one plus 135. Woodman, anything for the great Andy Lack on the way out, my friend? Yeah, just on the way out, just to say thanks so much for your time. And hopefully I, uh, if we can repay you with anything, maybe steal my idea. You'll need to... Um... You you have to put a you have to come up with like a label for it. like yeah we got to name it something but like the premium that's put on like how how well known someone is like the 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 celebrity premium or the the household name premium or whatever you want to call that for uh, for the for the layman better you mean that they just see it oh I know that guy correct like I know if my if if my uh, my parents name. or or if my in laws were to bet right now and be like, like okay I'll put five dollars on someone it'd be Jordan Spieth. Oh no 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 no! It'd be Jordan Spieth. They love me. Such right. a, he's such a like nice nice man. He's a nice young man. Yeah, yeah it'd be both of them probably right. It'd, it'd probably, be both of them. Yeah, yeah. right. So we, yeah. Need a, are... we need a a word for that concept, which is that there's a premium. The books are those are sucker bets. Those the books don't. I think sucker bet might do it well. <laughs> <laughs> you should come up with a pithy name. You're better at this than me, Andy. But <sighs> I'm anyway, gonna have to go to the lab on this one. I know what you're talking about. Take I understand the, the, the ethos of what you're going for. I need big to time. think on it. And it's worth. Um, just seeing it's, R- it's RIP though, Andy. When you it get is it, not. So. It's absolutely not. It's his. <laughs> uh, wrong with it, man. I hope I'm right. I have no idea. I could be totally wrong, by the way. I really don't know. You'll be seeing Dave Woody on San Diego morning TV in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, just real quick before we go, Woody, you haven't given me like who's your guy? Who's your pick to win the Masters? Oh man, I mean, I was gonna say Justin Thomas even before we got on here, so okay, I'll cool. definitely with you. And and I didn't know that that was yours because I haven't got a chance to listen to your show okay, today. Good. Um, so yeah, I just thought, and then especially once you said, you think maybe somebody who hits the ball high and far, yeah, like that's the, that's the one that would be the name and it's pretty good. It's a decent number. It's plus 1400 right now on fan. Yeah. It might even get better. You know, we'll see. Um, yeah, DK has him at 14 as well. So we'll check it again tomorrow. I won't actually place the bet tonight. I'll wait till tomorrow and see what. Well, like Andy says, you know, yeah, maybe maybe see see that out. I I'll, mean, at I'll 14, t- I don't see a lot of biters. Well, I will say this. So I pre-recorded um, a segment with the top UK, the top British 
tipster, Ben Coley. Okay. And he's betting JT and he he moves numbers uh typically. <laughs> On his own, yes. <laughs> so he is the number one guy that gets I mean, they drop they they drop and he's on JT yeah. Hill. Maybe I'll okay. put a little small one in just now. Uh, <laughs> but again, I'm, I'll, I'll say this. I think these books and you, you guys know this, like they're competing for our money right now. Like for the, sure. The, the boosts are crazy. They're doing all these boosts and stuff like yeah, that. Look, and all look these, for some miss the cut boosts and yeah, shit. They're doing all that stuff. So can I give a heads up here? JT way. top 10 is plus plus one fifty. Like, I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. You know, how, how many, like, this is probably one of the shortest fields in golf, right? 90 guys and 15 of them don't have a chance. So, yeah, exactly. So, no, seriously. So, you're looking at yeah. 75, like, and, and based on the 75th through the first, the 75th chance at a top 10 yeah. is way worse than Justin oh, yeah. Thomas. So, Justin Thomas probably has a 50 50 shot to make top 10. I'm with you there. I think it's yeah. a good bet. I'll probably be on yeah. my bet. Plus, one, plus yeah. 150, not too shabby on yeah. the top 10. But, uh, yeah. Cool beans. Dude. You're the man. Anytime, we love having guys. you here. Yeah. Can't wait to have you again. Don't forget us when you get even bigger. No, of, <laughs> of course not. And and when we do when we do US Open, I think it will be right around NBA finals. Oh, we'll cool. just end it. So hopefully when, we'll have yeah. some, some stuff to talk about. And we'll there. celebrate your next championship, dude. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Dude, I, honestly, I had it on our itinerary, but I knew we had you at board time, so I couldn't even start mentioning it. Uh, Barrett's how, how a about, star, how, though. I, Bar- oh, okay, for sure. He's a star. He's I got was literally, it. Yeah. I was literally about to say, right before you said Barrett's a star, because that's correct, I was just about to say, I don't want to talk about how much you love Julius Randle that much. So. He's got to be, for, by, the way, <laughs> by the way, he is, he's got a lot of Ben Simmons to him. It, because a, because in he, my in my opinion what he what I've watched as a Knicks fan and I'm still crazy enough to watch all these Knicks games, <laughs> I think it's mental with him right now. Oh um, man, it is a guy that doesn't love basketball and doesn't want to be there. So and I'm it's glad a shame they, because of his body, holy fuck, and they man. they this guy made second team All NBA last year. Yeah, they absolutely. shut him down with a bullshit injury, which is all you need to know because Tibbs is never going to do that. Tibbs no cares he, about he'll play, he'll play it. Oh, big yeah, time. he'll play it to the ground. Yep. So yeah, I have. I'll tell you what. One of those guys is going next year. I don't know whether it's going to be Tibbs or Randall, but one of those guys is is gone. Very interesting. And uh, a quick shout out to you, because once again, I have a lot of points I was going to mention earlier. We just like to shoot the shit. But big shout out to you. Big kudos for how much you put out your NFL shit this year and just (laughs) fucking destroyed it, dude. You went like 63% or something, didn't you? 63% against the spread, yeah. My man, Pots and Pants. That's what we did on our first year of the show. Yeah. And then we went another, I think we went 61 this year, but we were 34 units up by the end of the year. Um, dude, we had, it's, we had a good year too, but man, 63, that's awesome. I fucking, fucking, a, dude. I fucking love the NFL. I can't, it's the best. I, I made a career decision to go all in on golf because like mm-hmm. with the NFL, I, I've been watching football since I was four years old, but I can't look at the footwork of an offensive lineman and have a take the way that I can look at the agronomy of a golf course or the anatomy <laughs> of a swing and have a take. So 
you know, I made the decision, my football analysis isn't going to be ever able to be at the level of how in depth my golf analysis is. For sure. Right. But I'm what now I have all these Twitter followers. What do I yeah. not <laughs> what do, you what do? do I just say I don't bet football when I bet it every week? Especially when you were use words like agronomy. He was my favorite <laughs> offensive lineman. But <laughs> but no, man. Awesome job. Awesome. Hey, I'll tell you what, like my favorite my favorite day of the year, and when Woody just rolls his eyes at this almost, is my favorite day of the year, even over the Super Bowl, is NFL draft day. It's so good. I, get so pumped so we do a draft special every year well every year we've been doing a show fucking 16 months but we this my it'll be my most anticipated show it's coming up in two weeks but uh dude nfl draft is the greatest like watch for me as a sports fan as an nfl fan i love the draft because i've always been and i'm sure you have as you're saying you're a football fan at four uh and, and play, are you a video game guy? You play Madden growing up and all that oh, shit? Oh, yeah, of course. So we, we're all GMs at heart. <laughs> and there's nothing more GM than a draft. It's the best. It's the best. It's, sure. Did you guys see That's... that Costner movie, Draft Day? I, I saw no. like bits and pieces of it on like AMC, like just going by. And it, it's so bad, it. it's good. It's Dude, like it's ridiculous. so bad, it's good. Yeah, it's yep. ridiculous. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> if, you, if you guys have not seen Draft Day, give it a watch if you're in the if you're in the NFL draft. It is the worst approach to how it actually is in a war room, but it's really funny. But it's really funny. But I mean, yeah. every 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 sports fan is a GM at heart, right? Like, For sure. uh, like this the old guy sitting next to you on the bar stool, like he wants to tell you all the different. Don't talk things. about Boston Capper like that. <laughs> he wants to tell you all the different things that the Phillies should have done, you know, to address <laughs> their team right in the offseason. Um, you know, everybody who calls into sports talk radio thinks they're, yep. you know, better, smarter than the GM. They could put a better team together, draft better, whatever. So it's fun. It's fun. It's fun that we, it's like the one day a year you get to be like, well, following along in real time while the GM does his thing. And yeah. oddly enough, as an Eagles fan, it's crazy enough because we're always right. The fan. Why did you fucking pick JJ Arthago Whiteside? When, when, oh my God, dude, there's so many DK Metcalf. And, well, I do think that it's, it's true, right? The Eagles have been, the worst Terrible. team in the NFL for okay. drafting. They picked right? JJ over Metcalf yeah. and they picked Rager in front of Justin Jefferson. No, the list goes, you can make a list of 60, 60 choices. Yeah. But, but why do, why make 60 when that was the last, those are the big two, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those are no, but they were the two of the last three years. Like why Jefferson could be like transcendently good. Dude, could you imagine? We wouldn't need. Yeah. We would, but that's a thing. It would have. It would have transcended the whole franchise outlook if you would have had Metcalf and Jefferson. Then you don't need to pick Devontae Smith. Then you go pick and you know shore up the offensive line, yeah. take a fucking linebacker, finally all that shit. That's for another show. This was the believe it or not, if you're still listening, the master special. <laughs> Woodman, anything on the way out, my Listen, friend? Many thanks to Andy Lack. You're awesome. Thanks, thanks Andy guys. Lack at ADP Lack Sports uh, on Twitter and. Uh, Going to be really pumped for your all, all the shit you have in the future. But everybody, listen, once again, the cat's going to be all over. Okay, we're talking CBS first. You don't have podcast. to miss all of it, guys. You don't. Just follow me on Twitter. You'll find all my stuff. I'm unavoidable this Beautiful. week. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I can hit the outro button and feel, feel good about it. <laughs> Andy Lack, thank you, dude. Thank really you, guys. Time. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right, peace the fuck out, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Jump the sharp. Peace out.